Welcome back to another Impact Sessions podcast with me, Nick Bramley. This week, I'm delighted to introduce to you Mona Norman. She's the MD at Brand Yorkshire, and she's also MD at Fogel and Barnes Fine Jewellery. We've entitled this podcast episode, The Caged Animal is Back, and there's a reason for that, which we'll explore during the content. So, Mona, welcome to the Impact Sessions podcast. Hi, Nick, and thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. Well, I'm delighted to have you on as a guest because you run what can I, I can only describe as my favourite networking organisation, Brand Yorkshire. And I'm delighted because my diary now works with a bit more homeworking and flexible working to be able to join, which I've now re recently done. And uh, it fits into my work patterns. But you also recently launched a fine jewellery brand with a retail shop and an online presence. You like keeping busy, Mona, don't you? Oh, I don't know. So, I mean, it, we're either crazy or geniuses. It's one of one of them. Yeah. But time will tell. So let's explore that, shall we? But the caged animal bit is because you are probably more than anybody else, somebody who I know loves people and loves being around people. So I guess 12th of April is we're recording this on the Friday before uh, non-essential are opening. And you're going back to networking. You must be like a, a absolute smile. You've got a smile as broad as a Cheshire cat, haven't you? <laughs> it might be drawn on, Nick. It might be drawn on. But um, yes, I mean, the, the 12th of April is a massive, massive thing for us to get the shop up and running. Mm. And um, the whole this whole year has really affected us mm. uh, mentally, financially, in regards to Brand Yorkshire, with us being an events and um, uh, networking organisation. It really yeah. has hit us hard. Well, we're going to explore both Brand Yorkshire and, and uh, Fogel and Barnes in sort of separate parts of the of the webinar of the of the uh, podcast. So, let's start with Brand Yorkshire. Do you want to briefly explain what it's about, how long it's been going, what does it do as an organisation, the type of membership that you've built since you've been going, then, Mona? Right. So, Brand Yorkshire started uh, with my husband, uh, Richard Norman. Mm -hmm. So, it all uh, began with it, uh, a pe having a people, giving people a voice on stage. And this is where the, um, the conference came to life. And it was really giving people, this is normal business people, a, a, a uh, a stage to be on, to be heard, and to share ideas. So it's mm -hmm. very much a B2B organization. And the conference, uh, hopefully, um, I'm really hopeful for it to still run in Oct on October the 7th. It's mm -hmm. a B2B conference. We have 100 stands. We've already sold 65 stands already, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the people who are are going to be speakers on the, the stage are genuine business businesses within the Yorkshire region. And, and this is where we give them a voice, that we give them a, um, a, a to have an impact on other businesses. Did it start as a conferencing business rather than a networking business then? And the networking came afterwards? So it did start as a conferencing business um, 14 years ago now, oh, wow. um, although it's our 11th official conference that's coming up. Yeah. And the networking happened is because I mean, the, so I hope I don't, you know, upset anybody, but it truly became because I couldn't find a networking 
group that I've truly wanted to be or felt comfortable to belong to. Mm. And we um, we sat down and we had other people within our organization. We sat down together and says, right, let's let's do one ourselves. Mm. And the first time we had our first networking, we had 126 people attend, which was crazy. Well, they, um, they, all, they all probably had the same view as you. <laughs> I mean, networking, there's a networking organization pops up every five or six minutes or certainly before the pandemic and there's lots of online stuff which we you know we might touch on later um but not all networks work the same and not all networks have the same values and and, and offer the same experience and, and i did say you're my favorite network and i've been involved in networking since the mid 90s you know as a uh, a chair of the institute of directors running events i used to run a, a, an organization called the business network which is now run by Caroline Coward and, and hats off to Caroline. That's a good networking organization as well. But, um, you know, yours, when I've been along, it's just got a really nice vibe about it and um, it's relaxed and informal, but nonetheless effective. So I, I really like the kind of culture that you set up on that one. Absolutely, Nick. And this is the feeling I, I really needed. Um, and with our members always say, we do really genuinely feel like we belong part of the family. Mm. And it really does feel that way. Again, it's not um, the structure. Yes, it has structure, but it's not right if you don't attend. You know, it's not so much so like other networking, because I used to feel pressure of the yeah. commitment. So, yes, there is a structure to it. It's good to commit and to attend as much, much as possible. Yeah. But yet there is some kind of relaxed atmosphere that if you can't come, that genuinely you can't make that time. Yeah. The other thing that I differ from other networking is I bring in the visitors um, I have the different speakers. So I do all the work rather than the member. Yeah. Yeah. does the work um so for instance i have my some of my members will say mon i've been trying to get in touch with so and so and i've not been able to i make sure and try my best to invite that individual to the networking mm. and let that kind of meeting happen sort of organically yeah. um but it works so we do do um do a lot of the work rather than the members do the work which i didn't have time so this other mem networking at um that we could have belonged to i felt that a business needs to do a lot of the work and i didn't have time for that yeah i agree um, so and that I was know, and i know the types that you're referring to and they work for some people and they're all different different structure different folks as it were um as i said i called this the cage animals back we're going to explore what that back looks like shortly um but you have been in a bit of a, a, a cul-de-sac with not being able to get out and meet your brand Yorkshire members. You've got the uh, retail store, which will explore the madness behind opening a retail store in a high street recession shortly. Um, how have you been? How have you coped without that direct in-person contact, especially with those members who you do feel are part of your family? How's it been for you? Um, to be honest, mentally, it's it's not been good. So no. I started off um, at the beginning of the first lockdown. I was an absolute on a massive high thinking, right, I'm going to be the leader and I, this is my pack. And, you know, I was having as many Zoom meetings for my members. And I really felt that kind of energy just started to dwindle and my cup started just, I just ran out, yeah. Nick, to be completely honest. I really did. Um, so I I realized, I and also I realized I wasn't giving my members 
what I promise to give them. So the Zoom thing, I know it works for a lot of other people and I have used it more for one-to-one, but it wasn't for me and it wasn't for what Brand Yorkshire stood for. Um, so I'll, I'll be honest with you, Mona. You know, mm. I think it's a nice thing to say that Zoom works for other things. I don't think Zoom mm. works for networking anywhere near as well as face-to-face. I do a, a networking skills workshop, and, and I, over the last 12 months, I've, I've the first half is on online networking, second half is face-to-face networking for when we get back to it. And, um, you know, I'm looking at some skills and tips to be effective on an online networking platform, but the reality is, it just doesn't replicate, does it? It doesn't replicate across as well. And and if it's not what you believe that your members want, I think you did the right thing, taking a break from it. But obviously people know where you are and the brand Yorkshire's still around, et cetera. So, you know, it has been tough. You work in hospitality and events and, you know, among, uh, well, well, we'll explore retail in a second. You, know, you couldn't have worked in three more challenging sectors in a global pandemic, Money, you, you must be mad really. But uh, so, yeah, let's explore. Fogel and Barnes fine jewellery, okay? So the question I've got is, because that came about, or it appeared to come about during last year, was that part of a plan before the pandemic or did the pandemic accelerate an idea? How did how did Fogel and Barnes fine jewellery come about? Absolutely, it was accelerated during the pandemic. Um, Richard and I sat down thinking, right, so we can't do Brand Yorkshire, let's put that, let's just put that to a side. And thank goodness we were never being very um, silly in regards to having, you know, big premises or anything like that. So Brand Yorkshire was safe and okay. Yeah. And, you know, but although we've not had any help from the government, not right. at all in regards to Brand Yorkshire. We just every everything that came about in regards to help, we fell through the cracks. But never mind, we're here mm-hmm. where we are. Um, so we decided to think, right, what can we do? What's people still buying? If we do something that's a physical that um a commodity rather than a service that we can do we can do something online and just try and survive survive this so this is where Fogel and Barnes had happened it's both of our uh, names put together our maiden names put together yeah. so yeah so um so that's where the name comes from and um we decided let's do this and then we had the opportunity to open the shop um, during the second pandemic when we were allowed just to Christmas so we opened for three weeks and it was absolutely fantastic I cannot tell you how um, people and we were being very careful we took every uh, safety procedure that could possibly for somebody to walk into our shop and feel yeah. really confident and safe um, so we had some engagements we've had proposals it's been fantastic well I, I suspect the cage animal being back and all that kind of thing you being in a in a, a showroom with beautiful jewelry with people coming in and engaging with you that three weeks must have been the high spot of your last 15 months by a mile wasn't it it was absolutely fantastic Nick and it was absolutely it wasn't it was a tonic that I really needed and I'm still kind of like please God I know we're going to open on Monday and I'm just I'm I'm being nurtured by that three weeks that we had and yeah. just looking forward to having people being around people 
where's the showroom and the shop as it well i call it showroom it, it looks better than a shop to be fair it looks like a fine jewelry <laughs> me when i've had a look around it it is it's you won't see it's lovely at the minute there's there's because we we obviously pricing and we've got new stock arriving so we're just yeah. tidying it up but um it's on that so do you know oxford street it's number one oxford street in harrogate okay. so it's been so you've got mcdonald's at the top and devonham's where it used to be we're on that little strip right um we've got some lovely neighbors um mm -hmm. and it's really we've been we've been so welcomed uh when we opened so it's been really lovely and when i've got my shutters open a little bit people come through the window and they're knocking we can't wait for you to open so it's it's really the energy outside and people mm. stopping and looking through the window um it's really positive that's fantastic. We're going to explore bold decision making with Brand Yorkshire a little later. But come on, Mona, you've opened, yes. opened a retail premises on a, a high street environment when all around was, you know, closing and 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 and, and shutting and, and whatever. Um, what was the thinking behind that then in terms of because I know you've got an online, you know, uh, a website which you can do fine jewelry. Why a retail premises as well then, Mona? Oh, Nick, honestly, uh, if I see another Amazon box through my door, I've just had enough. And I'm, if I, I thought if I'm desperate to go there to smell something, to touch something, to feel something, and this is what people do, and we are missing that connection, I do think um, that some people will stay doing online and still, okay, that's fine, but there's a massive, massive amount. And this is, there's been a study doing, even, People with a younger generation are wanting to go out and, and browse. I mean, that shopping, of window shopping, we miss that. And I know the high street's not doing well, but if we all thought of that, I, I, then it will do not... You, I'm trying to say as much as there's more of people like myself, that it's a small business, uh, your local you know, local shop out there that really want to survive, but we do want people to come in. So it's a two-way situation. We do want people to support shop local because yeah. if we if we don't, then we won't exist. Um, and I I know a lot of people, or a lot of bigger companies are moving on, but mm. there is more of me opening up really yeah. is positive. Well, the buy local and shop local initiative for me is essential because we can't, expect those shops to still be there if we don't support them and you know everybody else looks at it and goes well somebody else can go there but we all have to do that whether it's a green grocer or whether it's a you know a, a fine jewelry emporium shall we say i like the word emporium i don't know why but uh, we'll go with that so what's your hopes for um after monday the 12th because monday the 12th is is we're, we're recording this on friday the 9th it's not going out mm -hmm. until a little bit later what are your hopes for Monday the 12th? Do you see a, a, a massive surge? Do you see it being, you know, a drip feedback where people's confidence comes in? How do you envisage the retail experience as a retailer then? I do. I think it's going to be very similar to what we had at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. um, I really do. I think people are still going to be careful. I do think I, I still encourage let's wear masks. Let's still keep this going, washing hands and let's try and get out of this as safe as possible. Mm. I'm not from, you know, I've had my jab already. I'm still waiting to get my second one, please God. Yeah. And so I'm more about let's do everything possible 
to get this moving. Yeah. I'm not from the parade where, you know, this is all a hoax and this is, I'm not at all. Yeah. This is our reality, what we need to get through this all together. So I am looking forward to people coming in and shopping. I've made a more conscious decision shopping in my local butcher and trying to get out there rather than just going, you know, to a big Asda. Because yeah. I felt that if I go to a smaller organization, I do feel safer. So I do think more of us are doing that, walking in the high street, mm. maybe shopping every other day rather than having big shops. Um, and, you know, supporting your local butcher, supporting your local greengrocer, supporting your local jeweler. Yeah, well, I'll be honest with you. Um, the challenge I, su I suspect you've got is because you've got such a, you know, a, a fine array of, 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 of stock is your shop your shop more than many others is a browsing place isn't it so people are going to take the time to browse i guess you're gonna to have to get your window display you know so people are outside doing a lot of browsing so when they come in they're coming in with a purpose because they could be in the they could be in the store for a long time otherwise couldn't they which then creates its own problems for covid i guess Absolutely. So how even how we've designed the shop and how it's in, how it is. So we have put as much as possible outside in the shop window. And we've thank goodness we've got a really good shop window. Mm. So what's been happening? Uh, and this happened at Christmas time. People are really, you know, so if, if I have a couple in here, the other couple would look and I'd wave and they'll do this. We'll come back in 10. We'll come back and And people have been really respectful in yeah. doing that. Um, the other thing is I am being very, very aware. I am. I call myself the friend of Jura in Harrogate. We literally have things starting from a gift from a pair of earrings of 20 pounds, mm. going up to thousands of pounds because I do recognize, I don't want to be that jeweler where you think, oh, if I go in, you know, it's a feel a bit, you know, everything's all expensive. We're not that at all. So you might come in and go, oh, I love these pair of earrings. I might get that one for me and one for my friend, yeah. literally. And, and that's how we want to be seen as that the friendly Harrogate jeweler. Okay, well, let's move back to Brand Yorkshire. Um, and thinking back to the early days, sort of March and April last year, um, what did you do at that stage? You mentioned that you ran out of steam and, and, and you sort of kind of, you mothballed the ideas of online and Zoom and stuff. But you've got a lot of members. How many, how many members roughly have you got, Mona, for Brand Yorkshire? Yeah, so we have 105. Right, so what did Fantastic you Fantastic businesses. What did you do with those 105 in the early days with the uncertainty and everybody's wondering what's going on and you didn't know any more than anybody else about what networking was going to look like, if it was going to come back, when it was going to come back. What was your first reaction? I'm interested in that as a from a service provider who's got a, a certain responsibility, but also a lot of love and trust back from those 105 people. What did you first do if you think back to what, what the when that announcement was made on the 24th of March? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the one thing I was very, very conscious uh, was a lot of my uh, members obviously couldn't be seen to be doing any work. Mm. Um, at, at the beginning, it was it felt very much bad taste trying to get business around. So I quickly wanted to be the support system. Yeah. So we were very much into trying to channel um government bodies to come in as our guests to try and let my members know what grants are out there what yeah. have you heard what's going on so at the very first beginning that's what we're about and then things started to ease and we were because we'd done our net our online networking for seven months yeah um which 
very good. So when my steam ran out, it did take seven months to run out. I'm quite resilient, but there's only so much of me to, to, to spread, which was very hard. I'd also um, say, but, on, hang on, I'll just say on that basis as well, that um, seven months of doing Zoom when you, you're not really that passionate and a believer about it is credible anyway, the fact that you've got to seven months because it would have been easy to try it two or three times and go, look, this just isn't for me. So I do like the fact that you've got a commitment to your members and, and, and your members won't have had the same experience either, but they were quite supportive of coming along to those Zoom calls and, and being still part of Brand Yorkshire. So it's been in mothballs, but it hasn't died a death far from it, has it really, as a brand and as a, as a membership organisation? Absolutely not. I was still very conscious that although I couldn't apply for anything, um, but my members could apply for things. So we were very much conscious of, right, who's heard of any grants? Who's heard of any help? And then we were getting people over in regards to try and um, uh, learn and teach. And I had classes running. Mm. Um, you know, I'm a, a LinkedIn geek. And I had classes, so I tried to get as many of my members up to date with their skills within LinkedIn. So I was trying to give something back that I knew and then got other people involved in regards to, so some people were doing video marketing and we were just trying to help each other out. Yeah. Um, and through that, I've attracted uh, some people, some businesses from the Northeast, which was really nice. Right. So hey, we've got some new members from the Northeast who are going to join Brand Yorkshire. And mm. again, so I have got Zoom to, th to thank um, because it's opened other avenues for me. It does, um, open it does open boundaries, doesn't it? I've done some work mm. in Sweden and those guys would never have come over to a, a, a training session in York, would they? They did a Zoom session and Germany as well and various other places. So... It does have its benefits, but it's not the same, is it? It's not the same for someone like you with a, a real passion for people. Your DNA says people, doesn't it? That's what you are. You're a people person. And um, so did, did Fogland Barnes keep you busy setting it all up, getting the website done, sorting out the premises? Did that keep you busy? And that was that what your go-to point was to keep, keep your sanity going? Absolutely. So the seven months kind of came up into September, November, and that's yeah. when I hit a wall, yeah. really genuinely hit a wall. And this is where I, I feel that uh, with the with the offer of the shop and that came early, late November, early December, mm. um, that I had a purpose and that's what I felt that I'd lost. And it was quite soul destroying. Oh, so sorry. Um, I was quite soul destroying in regards to sometimes you, you know, you'd sit there and you're given it all and then you had, you know, empty chairs. Yeah. With the Zoom and that, that I didn't, that didn't excite me. Did you, um, did you, am I right in thinking you had a, a little bit of a false dawn of an opportunity? Did you, did you do a physical network at some stage? Did you do one? One. We had, we apparently, we might be the only, then the whole of the country, maybe the world. <laughs> um, we had a one, um, so it was between the first and the second um lockdown where we were able so sorry my dogs we were able to um have a networking event where i cannot tell you nick how amazing it was it we had 30 people because we were allowed 30 people that included myself any member of staff that was helping mm. and we had everybody was sitting two meters apart we had partitions it was fantastic mm. um so that 
I can see. It was socially distanced in, you were in rows. I've seen the photograph of the event and you sat in rows a bit like a, a, a lecture theater, but plenty of space between. How much yeah. did your members appreciate just being in that room, being one of those 30? Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. I, I And everybody looked and thought, oh my goodness, it works, we can do it. It did work. Mm. Um, then obviously the restrictions happened. Um, but I'm very careful now, even when we are, we, we have set up some, venue, some venues for the new uh, networking events that we have. Yeah. It has to be very well ventilated. I need a massive, large, big room. Mm. I am going to, I do need my member to come in and feel comfortable if you don't feel comfortable you have to say it's not for me I will go that's absolutely fine but yeah. I have to do everything possible everybody had masks and yeah. it worked it really did work well we had a false dawn in between lockdown one and two mm -hmm. now coming through non-essential retail and we're now coming through um open to you know group congregation type stuff yeah and I've put down here brand Yorkshire's back but you're not holding back. What are you doing? Because you've got a hell of a program lined up to, this is to kickstart the whole thing and get people energized back to networking. Just talk, just talk us through what we can look forward to over the coming weeks and you know what's in the, what's in the Brand Yorkshire plan. Oh, what is this? So we have decided, and this is what Brand Yorkshire is, and we have always been a people organizations so we are having our face-to-face -face networkings running mm -hmm. um so that everything's going to be on the website to see what dates that are happening so we're going to have three per month like we always do mm -hmm. and then we have the brand yorkshire business conference on the 7th of october i'll come to that because i want to just i want to explore ah, the networking I want to explore the decision making behind that. But yeah. Keep, so in terms of your three events, we're talking about two in Leeds, one in Harrogate every month. Yeah, correct. Have you change venues for that because of size of rooms of ventilation and things? Yes, I have. I mean, we're very happy with, we've uh, visited the Village Hotel and they have partitions in their room. So back in the day, they used to squeeze you in a little room and put a partition. Yeah. Now they're not. The partitions are open, so we're having bigger rooms. It's a big which, space, that. It's a big space, that one at the Village, isn't it? So that would lend itself well. Are you, are you restricted to numbers, though, I, I'm assuming? Um. So we, at the minute, it's only 30. Uh -huh. But that could, and do you know what? We can still have an amazing turnout with 30 members yeah so that's fine depending on how many people that are going to attend or wanting to attend that might be a morning and an afternoon if i yeah. have 60 70 people wanting to come and i can't fit anybody in i will have to rethink and think if i do a morning and an afternoon session yeah. which is fine so i'm trying i think we just have to be flexible and just keep on you know we can have an announcement from the government in an hour yeah. It could change everything. So I just have to keep flexible with an open mind because if I don't, Nick, it'll just, it'll mess us up. So I, I can sense the excitement in your tone at being in a room with 30 men yes. three times a month and doing your thing. And, and that's, I think that's going to be a real boost for you personally, but I think it's going to be a real boost for the Yorkshire business community. Cause I think brand Yorkshire, certainly for the people who are members of brand Yorkshire is, is one of those things that we all look forward to, we all commit to, and we're all inspired by. So, you know, I love the fact that it's re-energised you. And that's before you get through Monday with the shop as well. So 
<laughs> so you've got the energy left after that, uh, at Mono. Yeah. Okay. Let's explore the conference. I talk about bold decision making opening a retail shop in a pandemic. Um, you've gone out there, all guns blazing, October the 7th, Thursday, Pavilions Harrogate. We're doing a conference. Now, I absolutely bloody love that. I love the confidence of it. I love the commitment to it. And and like you said, it might be subject to Boris making a decision that changes all that. But you've been out there and, and, and without even really promoting it to the full level, you've sold 60 stands out of 100. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're only in like end of April, really. Wow. Why, why did you make the bold decision to go conference October Harrogate why did you do that so to be honest um we had we were meant to have the conference in March Mm. then things happened so we made it to May and then things happened so we've moved it to October Mm. Uh, I mean historically Brand Yorkshire Business Conference has always been in October but I was at the beginning of the year I was hopeful to let's have two and Everybody was so excited, but I'm so grateful. I have the most amazing stand holders. They've been with me. Some of them have been with me for 10, 11 years. And they, we're looking at it like a marriage, like a wedding. We're going to get married sometime. Yeah. So it could be this month, could be next month, whatever. So every, I've not had not one person who, say, booked for March and not said, oh, really? No, I don't want the stand. Not one person not one business yeah. I'm yeah. so proud of the Yorkshire business owner who honestly I'm so grateful they've all been supportive they've all backed me up they've all said Mona we know it's going to happen sometime I well, I can't they cannot wait for it to happen so there's things like I'm making sure I've, I've we, everybody's going to be wearing coats just in case it's a cold day because every window is going to be open at the, uh, the pavilions of Harrogate. <laughs> Do you know, it's a gorgeous, the gorgeous two rooms. I mean, you know it, and you're going to be one of our speakers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm just so, um, I'm so excited to be, have you over as one of our keynote speakers. But um, the, the rooms are quite spacious, nice yeah. high ceilings, lots of windows, and we're going to have people, okay, it's like a supermarket. I might be sticking some stickers on the floor to say this way yeah. and uh, lots of stations to clean your hands. Uh, we've got a great company who are, who do these um, cards. So you literally have um, a digi card. Hmm. So you can have your business card. So we try and, you know, not to keep giving people your business cards. Oh, so the- I, I mean, the, the stuff I'm going to explore in a little second, yeah. hugging and handshakes and stuff. But the stuff like passing a business card, it's almost like saying, would you like a potentially COVID imprinted piece of card? Or yeah. not as the case may be. So I really like, I love the yeah. innovation I love the innovation that people are having around this, you know, you, and I just love the confidence. Here's a question for you. People listening to this who are caged animals like you or Yorkshire business people who've got businesses that they want to promote, how would they get involved in the 2021 Brand Yorkshire Conference on the 7th of October. What what did you look at the website? What do they do? Oh, no, I want them to call me. No, okay. no. <laughs> call Mona. No, well, I your want... contact details are going to be on. The, the, yes, the, please. The, the, they're going to be on the notes for the episode. They're going to be on, for those who watch it, they're going to be on the holding slide at the end. And there'll be no reason why people won't be able to get in touch with you because I've got your phone number, your email address, two websites, 
uh, LinkedIn profile. You see inside <laughs> measurement and, and whatever. And then we've got the whole lot there, Mona. So oh, thank you, Nick. No, it's listen. What we're, we're talking about today, we are. It's about people, and I. I also want you to hear my excitement and and mm. my enthusiasm for you to go. Yes, this is. I want to get involved. I want to book a stand. You know, I want. I want a membership, and you need to to be sold this the enthusiasm for you to get the brand Yorkshire movement well that's why it's my favorite networking organization not just because the conference is really good but because it does have that energy and, and that energy comes from you it comes from rich as well getting involved but i think it comes from the members i don't know what it is your selection of your members whether you even have a selection or not is they're all damn good people you know whether or not you fantastic whether or not you sort of uh, let people who are not fantastic slip by the wayside, I don't know, because I've never met anyone at a brand York networking event who isn't of interest or interesting or valid. So, And that's genuine. No bullshit. That's genuine. Thank you, Nick. I do think maybe it's to be because it's still a family-run business and we can yeah. say, you know what, you're not for us and we're not for you. <laughs> and But this is why when somebody will say to me, can I be a member and I've not met them? No, 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 no. Yeah. I need to meet you. I want you to come and meet us before. So it's not the desperate, I'm just going to take anyone on because it doesn't work that way. And also we need to have the same ethos. And my members are all like me. We're all we're just, that's how we are. What, and mad? Have, are, they all, are they all a bit a mad? A little bit mad. All a bit mad caged animals. So, it, so excited. <laughs> and we, we are, we're not takers. We, it's got to be a give and take relationship. And I do, yeah. you know what, you know how it is, yeah. you know, and, and it's a give and take and it's a relationship and it's a building of a relationship. That's important. Are we still in a learning curve for new networking, even with your sort of 30 at the village and the place in Harrogate? Do you think we're going to get back to a, some normality or is it going to be a bit of a hybrid? You know, people might think, well, I can't go, but can I zoom in? You know, where do you see it going over the next couple um, of years? Yeah, so I have some of my members who are genuinely, um, I mean, this is before the, um, this was before the jab. I have a few of my members that are genuinely with health risks. They can't come to. Yeah. Um, so what I am going to do, I'm going to have them on a Zoom call with the computer turned around so they feel if they're part of it. Yeah. I am doing that for my members because it's. I want them to be there. And they're not there because they don't want to. They, they genuinely can't come. But um, but their circumstances might change once they have their, their jabs. And it, the whole thing about it, Nick, we have to be flexible because yeah. that's when you break. And, and, you know, and I, it's come to, and it's only because that mentally I struggled when I was so up a height and excited and then Boris comes along with his bad haircut mm. and, and changes everything. And I just felt off, oh, you know, and it just felt again and I was just deflated and it's up and down, up and mm. down. And that's the bit where I, that I was struggling. So I'm trying to learn from what happened before. Yeah. Moving. Okay. So let's talk a final question. You are quite a tactile person as indeed I am. And I think I recall you being a hugger. Are you a hugger, Amona? Before lockdown, were you a hugger? Nick, my I literally, my members, we say, where well, this is cuddles, and it's right. literally because I, I feel like I'm their mum. Right. And, I, do um, recall, I do recall yes. you being a hugger. But yeah. let's, talk, let's talk about the handshake, okay? A hug's probably going to be out of bounds. Yes. And I'm not sure about what the handshake's going to do because 
I, I listened to a really interesting article on the radio a couple of days ago, and it was a lady who'd done some scientific research in the handshakes. And mm. It goes back thousands of years, really, but it goes back to the 1700s when it was a, a, a sign that you weren't armed when you were going to meet somebody. And I think four, five, six, seven hundred years of handshaking might have been killed off by 14 months of a pandemic. So mm -hmm. um, how are we going to replace it? Or are we going to replace it? Well, so the massive thing. So, you know, Richard has worked with um, young offenders and prisons before. And yeah. his first thing that he used to um, teach the young offenders uh, was how to handshake and how to yeah. look in somebody's eyes and you handshake. My thing that I'm coming back from this, I'm Arabic and how we handshake is you do this and you bow right. to somebody. So this is my little thing that I'm going to introduce to the brand new like members. Quite like that. So quite you, you literally do this and you just bow to somebody. So you look them in the eye. For, the, for those who are listening on audio, what you're doing this, tell us what you're doing at the same time as you're doing it then, Monica. Right, so you put your hand, this is where your heart is, so mm -hmm. it's here, and you look at somebody in the eye and you just, just a little bit of a nod of the head. Yeah. And, and that's the Arabic way of shaking a hand. I quite like that because I was considering the fact that I'm never going to be cool enough to do a fist bump, ever. <laughs> I'll never, ever be cool enough to carry off a fist bump. I think the ankle tap could end up with people kicking lumps out of each other and the elbow bump. You know, we used to judge people on a firmness of the handshake. So am I now going to have to put someone through the window with my elbow to say, wow, he's got a firm elbow. The whole thing's a bit of a nightmare, but I really do like the idea of yeah. the hand on your breastplate, just a gentle nod. And just I think, a gentle nod. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I think we can all we can all carry that off. Even in Yorkshire, we can probably carry that off, Monica. Fantastic. You see, this is the half Iraqi girl living in Yorkshire. What, what You know, this is my bit of bringing, bringing something to Yorkshire. Well, <laughs> you've got some northeast roots in there as well. We've had the conversation before about your heritage, and uh, it's, it's interesting, to say the least, Mona. So, listen, Caged Animal is back. I'm going to wish you all the best for Monday, which is as we're recording this, you know, the day of opening non-essential retail. Now, I did put a little note in saying that I know quite a few people would consider jewellery to be essential. Did you ever think you had to make the case for that as a as a lady with a certain style? Could you make well, the case? Well, uh, Nick, we've had to help. We've, we've had to help a lot of people get married. So in my book, it has been essential um, because people are still getting married as we speak. Mm. Um, so we have had this thing where we do a Zoom meeting and I'm showing them what to do when we're picking it up safely. But people are still getting married. And we had um, in Kew Gardens yesterday, there was a young gentleman proposed to his gorgeous girlfriend. And obviously she said yes. Yeah. And uh, with one of our rings. And so people are still, you know, proposals and marriages and which is fantastic. Fantastic. So jewellery is essential. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Mona, we'll leave the uh, the podcast. I'm just going to show for those who watch this, the details of where they can see and, and, and access the uh, the podcast. It's it goes out every Tuesday. It goes out uh, on a LinkedIn link, which has got details of the YouTube channel, the website, which is Impactus Group's website. And then we push it out to all the popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, CastBox, amongst others. So there's no reason not to find it. If you really like the Impact Sessions podcast, you could subscribe and it'll come to you whichever platform you prefer every Tuesday. Uh, and that just reminds me to push... Mona's details on the last screen, but they will be in the edited notes as well for every podcast platform. 
but Mona is essentially uh, Mrs. Brand Yorkshire and Mrs. Fogel and Barnes Fine Jewellery. Mona, it's been an absolute pleasure. Great to see you again, and we'll catch up very soon. Thank you, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. No problem at all.